Hello and welcome back to another episode of Only a Notebook, a writing podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Mellor. And in this episode, I actually want to talk about something that might not be writing specifically because it absolutely is not writing specifically, uh, but I want to talk about something related to writing, and that is exposure. Um, and it's something we hear a lot about, especially as a joke or as a punchline, um, but it's this sort of like, well, exposure does not pay my bills. Um, and that's 100% absolutely true. Exposure does not pay bills. And when you're a writer, when you're just starting out writing, uh, you know, you, you want to make a little bit of money. You know, you want to make just something, something that, you know, somebody will say like, hey, your time was worth it. And your time was worth it enough for me to give you five or 10 or 25 or even $50. Uh, if you're writing a short story, I mean, if you're publishing a short story, um, this is probably different if you just self-published a novel or if you actually published a novel through a uh, literary agent. But when you are starting out, um, you know, there is that sort of uh, concept of exposure. And there are people who sort of believe that, you know, you don't need exposure to be successful. Exposure is worthless um, because you can't pay the bills with it. Um, and so I kind of want to talk about really quickly, very briefly, is that it's not actually useless. Um, exposure is very important. And, and it's, I mean, one way to think about it is like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, sport games like soccer or hockey or football or anything like that, and there's advertisements over and over again for companies that you you know, right? Like Coca-Cola or um, Powerade or Gatorade or Nike or something like that. It's like, why are they showing you ads? You already know they're a brand that's kind of useless, but the whole you know, the theory behind it is exposure. The more you're exposed to one brand, um, especially during something that you might enjoy, such as a sporting event, um, the more you associate it with a good thing, but also the more that you're likely to seek it out and buy it, uh, all because of exposure. And it's the same thing, the same principle with being a writer. Um, when you are writing, especially if you haven't published anything, you know, if uh, again, I'm going to talk about short stories or even poetry, honestly, um, because a lot of writers do start with, with short stories. Um, or poetry. And you really just want to get your name out there because you want the exposure. You want people to know who you are. Um, I, you know, there's this sort of thought that um, a lot of literary magazines, you know, read things blind. Um, and I think that's true. However, there is something to be said for the fact that um, even when they read things blind, um, they might be able to see the bio after they read it or they even see it before they read it or somehow they might see it and realize, oh, that person's been published a number of times. And it unconsciously, subconsciously sort of makes them eager to publish this person again simply because all that per you know, although that person's been published over a hundred times and they've been published in things like The New Yorker or Three Penny Review or Black Warrior Review, you know, the, the, the editor then wants them to be published in their own magazine because they're like, that's great exposure. Um, and that's kind of what it comes back to. And it's exposure because the writer has agreed to take exposure at the beginning of their career in order to get, you know, a greater amounts later. So when you are starting out, when you're, when you're first writing and you're first sending stories out and you're looking for just getting your first publication, um, on, on one hand, actually, you know, it is unfortunately, uh, and I'll talk about this in a different podcast, but it's one of the unfortunate truths that if you have not really been published before, then your first story has to be really good. It has to be better than most of the other published stories out there, simply because your, uh, the, this fiction editor or the managing editor for a, for a magazine or a review or something like that is, you know, they're taking a chance on you and they're hoping that you can kind of continue to perform at that standard. Um, they're hoping that you're not going to say like racist and misogynist things on, on Twitter, um, which is a, you know, a huge issue. It's like, you know, people, uh, being published and then like through a magazine and the magazine then finding out that like, oh, you're actually not a great person 
we're gonna have to un, you know, we're gonna have to take down your story because you're making us look bad. Because now it looks like we publish uh, racists and misogynists. Um, so this, you know, magazine is taking a bit of a chance on you as a writer, um, and what they're giving you in return is exposure. And it's a sort of, it's an even exchange simply because most magazines are not making money from your work. Um, you know, some are like the New Yorker and things like that. They are able to, to sell subscriptions and they are able to sell, uh, you know, or to, to get monthly donations. Um, but by and large, most magazines are not making anything from your work. Um, so it's a sort of equal exchange. It's, you get to be on their website, you get to be on their print journal if they have one, and in your bio you get to say published in so-and-so, and in return they get your work. So there isn't a financial compensation, and then they think for a lot of people that's not worth it. They're like, it's I don't need exposure, quote-unquote. I need money, and I need to pay my bills. However, like I mentioned earlier, once you do have some exposure, it does get easier to be published. Um, because you already have something, you know, that people are curious about. People are saying, oh, you know, some other, even if, like, let's say editor at, at A Magazine doesn't love the story you sent in, but you have been published before, they notice that the, you know, the editors of B, C, and E Magazine uh, did like your story, B, C, D, and E Magazine, I should say, did like your stories, then they might publish you anyway, just because they think like, oh, I might be missing something that these four other editors, you know, picked up on. Uh, and it sort of just lends itself to, you know, you having more publications and eventually more money, um, simply because when you do go and seek out a book uh, deal for your book of short stories or you wrote your first novel and you're looking for representation, saying that you've been published in over 50 literary journals does work a lot better in your favor than saying you've never been published before, you've never really tried to be published, uh, you're doing this for fun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this is, you know, kind of coming back and talking about exposure. Um, the other aspect of this is things like Twitter. Um, there are a number of people who have, you know, sort of jump-started their career through exposure. Um, one, you know, somewhat famous example is Lil Nas X, the, the rapper. And if, you know, you look at his earlier, you know, before he was uh, a rapper, he was just a Twitter person. You know, he just made uh, funny tweets, basically, responding to things or his own tweets um, to sort of gain clout, gain, you know, recognition. Uh, and then when he would start tweeting about his own music, he would get, um, it sort of like tumble forward. And again, he still had a lot of issues trying to get people to listen to his music simply because, you know, as as people on the internet were constantly being being uh, inundated with all this, you know, uh, music and stories and podcasts and YouTube channels and things like that. So it's kind of like, why do I want to take the time to listen to yours rather than somebody else's? Uh, so it still took him time. But because he had such a huge, you know, amount of exposure before he even started, he was able to get a really nice start on his, you know, music career. Uh, and not that you have to do this either, um, but I have noticed that people tend to be more successful when they already have five or seven or 8,000 followers on Twitter. That way, you know, sometimes, again, a, a literary magazine's like, well, you only have 100 followers on Twitter. Even if we say published you, you're not really sharing it with anybody. You're sharing it with a couple hundred people, or, you know, 100 people maximum. And if you know anything about Twitter um, sort of engagement, you get about like 1% engagement. So if you have 100 followers, usually one person is going to engage with your uh, tweet. So usually liking it. But if you have more, obviously, um, you get more, you know, the engagement rate stays about the same, about 1% or so. Um, but the, the amount of people it's exposed to does increase. Um, and so this is something that, again, sometimes fiction editors or poetry, prose editors, whatever you like to, you know, call them, wherever you like to submit, 
um, also works for art editors as well. Uh, they take this into account because they, they, you know, they also want exposure. Um, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier is that a lot of these magazines don't make money. They make money, you know, if they do, it's through donations. Um, so it's sort of the more exposure they can get, then the more money they can make through people donating. And the more exposure you can get, then the more places that will accept you down the line. Um, I hope this wasn't too confusing. I hope it all sort of made sense. Um, but essentially, this is, you know, if I were to wrap it up in one sentence, it's basically to not forsake exposure. And it's not to, don't consider it this like useless thing that you're never going to need. Uh, if somebody does offer you exposure and it doesn't take that much out of you, I'm not talking about, you know, don't, for the love of God, don't write somebody a novel for exposure. Um, if you work on Fiverr and you're a content writer or you're a ghost writer, don't do that for exposure. Don't do actual jobs for exposure. But if you are a writer starting out and you haven't been published before and the most someone can offer you is exposure, uh, which is, again, I just want to you know, keep reiterating, but a lot of magazines that don't make money that cannot pay contributors, um, and so they only offer exposure. Um, sometimes they'll offer like $5 as a, you know, as a thank you for submitting sort of thing. Uh, an honorarium is what it's called. Um, but by and large, they can't really offer anything. So it's, you know, the exchange is exposure. And I just urge you to not uh, disregard that. I urge you to sort of consider it as a, you know, fairly exchange, fairly equal exchange of goods and services. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope to see you in the next episode.